Blog Talk Radio. Check me out, son. You know we bubbling. Check me out, son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Check me out, son. Check me out, son. The Uma. My man Fife. What? What? My man Khan. What? What? Yo. Huh? Something for your ear hole so you can clean them shits out. It's seen that some don't understand what I'm talking about. How you get West Coast nigga from West Coast hater? I can never diss a whole coast. My time is too greater. True. Yeah, we from the East land of originators. We also from the West, the land of innovators. Only difference of the two is the style of the rap plus the musical track. This beat shit is so whack. Let me let y'all brothers know I ain't no West Coast dissa. Word. Another thing I'm not is a damn ass kisser. So listen to my words as I set things straight. I ain't got no so don't come in my face, yo, keep it moving Yeah, to the K-I-M Keep it moving Yeah, yeah, to the K-I-M I ain't got no time for shucking and jiving uh, Keep it moving Yeah, yeah, keep it moving Yeah, yeah, to the K-I-M Keep it moving Yeah, yeah, to the K-I-M What's up, what's up, what's up, good evening Little old school trial called Quest for you on this Tuesday night uh, Love that group, love that group One of my favorite rappers of all time at any rate, thank you all for tuning in to this podcast. This is Scott Burks. I am the creator of The Clown Times Sports Blog. You'll be able to find it on the web at www.theclowntimes.net. That's kind of spelled with a K, by the way. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, interacting with followers, quote-unquote likers. I say I'm on Facebook instead of the follow button, you have the like button. But at any rate, just do a search in the upper left-hand corner in the search window. Just scan, type out The Clown Times. Once again, it's called Spurver K. You can find us there as well. Uh, we'll continue the Superfan, uh, NFL Superfan series. Uh, last night, we hit it out of the box with uh, my man Pete Dukes from the Dub Best Project on Facebook. Check, uh, check it out as we talked about his Dolphins. But tonight is a podcast near and dear to my heart. Because we'll be discussing my beloved Pittsburgh Steelers with one of my close college buddies. Like he and his brother are both Steelers fanatics. Uh, one of the Haas brothers, uh, Jason Haas, my uh, my Caucasian brother from another mother. So, at any rate, my brother, what's up, man? How you feel? I'm feeling good. How you doing, Mr. Burks? Shoot, dude. You know what? <laughs> I have so many young people nowadays call me Mr. Man. <laughs> that reminds me of how old I am. Dude, it's just, oh, I, man. Father time is one cruel, unforgiving cat. Let me tell you, man. Let me tell you. Um, well, thanks, for, thanks for joining us, man. And uh, first of all, before we get to the podcast, since you're pretty new to the fam, uh, why don't you take a few minutes just to talk about where you're from and how long you like the Steelers and what made you like the Steelers in the first place? Sure, sure. It's a pretty cool story. So little did I know All right. uh, when I when I was born, uh, I was born just a few hours away from Pittsburgh. So I was born in oh. the north northwest corner of West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. Is, so is that near not, Willing? Anywhere close to Willing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, up in the corner there, and you know I only lived there from ages birth to four years old. So there must have been okay. something in the water. There must have been something in the water. But what happened was, what happened was, my my parents moved us out to Pasadena, California, and we were out mm-hmm. there in nineteen. We were out there in nineteen seventy six, 
And the very first football game that I ever watched was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the New England Patriots. And wow. what I what I saw what I saw on the TV screen was Lynn Swan going up really high for a reception, receiving a pass from Terry Bradshaw, and it, and I fell in love ever since. So that's I've awesome. been a Steeler fan since that's, 1976. That's awesome. Nice. So you remember at least probably one or two of the Super Bowls in the late 70s, then? Yep. I did, and what happened was nice, nice. when I became a fan, when I became a fan as a young kid, I instantly became a historian and started looking back. So I didn't have to look very far to see that they had nice. won some Super Bowls, and then I got to enjoy some Super Bowl victories as a young fan as well. Dude, so how did it feel like when we won our fifth and sixth Super Bowls in the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, actually? Well, as you know, as, as you know, Super Bowl five. What a long drought! It felt it felt really good right. not to have to point back to history anymore and just to enjoy that one. <laughs> and then, <laughs> right. and then number six, number six was a blast. I mean, I I lived in Arizona. I live in Arizona now, and so I was working right. at a place. I was working at a place where Kurt Warner would uh, frequent regularly. And he's a great guy in the community really? and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was working right. at a place, and he he would come out there to to hang out with the kids. And so everybody that I worked with would be like, "Why are you cheering for the Steelers?" And I said, "Look, Kurt Warner's a great guy, and that's why I'm cheering for him to win second place." <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> that is awesome. That's that's awesome. exactly what happened. <laughs> I bet they were thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I bet the locusts were thrilled when you when when you dropped that gym on them. Oh yeah, and I was hoping we'd win number seven, but it just wasn't meant to be. Not yet, anyway. Just too good that year. Um, yeah. Let me let me just tell you a quick story about uh, how I fell in love with the Steelers. I, I don't think I ever shared shared a story with you. Um, in, in all the years I've known you, no less. Um, I want to hear it. Basically, it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sharing a story about how I fell in love with the Steelers. Um. When I was, I think it was 1980. It was nice. It was 1986. That's the first time I remember watching NFL football. I was like seven years old, and we were home one time, one Sunday afternoon. I was watching with my dad. You know, he introduced me to the NFL, and I remember watching the team in black one Sunday afternoon just beat the the dog piss out somebody. <laughs> and, if, and if I'm not mistaken, that team was Cleveland. And okay. which incidentally had me started, started me on the road of of also hating Cleveland too when I found out more about the rivalry between the two clubs at least at that time. So that was before the, obviously well before the Ravens came along. Um, so you know I saw a team like number fifty eight. I remember that number fifty eight with the big gap teeth in his like like in his mouth just delivering slobber knockers all over the field. Terry Bradshaw delivering those deep, those beautiful deep balls down the field, and I remember my dad. He was a casual fan, but he, but but, but he, he's a lifelong Redskins fan. But he was, he, but he he actually re- respected the Steelers' tradition, and so I was watching right. with him, and I he was he was he was he was overjoyed. I remember seeing him like overjoyed at some of the spectacular plays that the team in black, quote so to speak, were making. 
But I just remember seeing that physicality on defense, and that was like, I love those guys. I remember pointing the screen, finger at the TV screen, and my dad was a proud papa. And actually, I'll share right. one more story uh, 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 with you. Later on that day, the, after, the late afternoon games, his Redskins played the Cowboys. So I remember – I never hear her, my dad cuss. I never remember seeing my dad get overly upset at something on television. But when I saw him get upset at this team in white with, with blue stars and, like, showboating all over the place like, uh, on, on his, over his beloved team – and, you know, back when little boys and light little girls, right? So we saw the cheerleaders. And I remember being turned off from that. I, I just totally remember being disgusted with this team in white with the blue stars showboating all over the place with the girls and like, 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 like in their pom-poms cheerleading. And I remember turning to my dad and going, I don't like that team. That team is too cocky. So that's where my hatred of the Cowboys began. And you can nice. imagine the same day I fell in love with the Steelers, the same day I started hating my dad's arch rival team. It was a great moment for my father that he talks about in the day. So I, I feel proud to be part of that story. <laughs> so that's, um, that's a beautiful so, story. The, the Cowboys always have I'm, been and always will be soft. Yes, exactly. And you know what? I'm passing it down to my son. You know, we were at the Pokeball Hall of Fame all the weekend, and and this is my last story. I promise you before we get into the Steelers podcast. As we were buying some Steelers gear up there, I, I like I saw some Cowboys gear, of course, and I just turned to my son and said, "Gavin, do you remember which, which which team is the bad team?" And he looked and he pointed right, 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 uh, right at the at the Cowboys gear. It was like a Cowboys pennant flag. He pointed right at it. He remembered that blue, horrendously blue star, and I was so proud. I wanted to share the story in the middle of the story. Very smart, very oh, smart little man. I'm, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my little boy. But anywho, uh, <laughs> now that I got that out of the way, um, basically at the, at the beginning of these Superfan podcasts, whichever team didn't win the chip the previous year, uh, something had to go wrong along the way, right? So basically 31 to 32 teams had something go wrong the previous year, even even if they didn't make the playoffs. So basically with all that said, what in your mind went wrong with the 2014 Steelers? Absolutely. That's a great question. So my first point would be the defense. Yeah. And I would say, I would say the underperformers, uh, people like Cortez Allen did not get the job yeah. done. Uh, right. And somebody, somebody near and dear to my heart, one of my top, at least top 10, if not top five favorite Steelers, Troy Polamalu. Uh, just the injuries and the age caught up to him. Uh, we needed we needed more from him. And yeah, that's very sad. I would I would I would just say that some of our our guys that are supposed to be coming up and taking over couldn't stay on the field. Yeah. So yeah, Ryan Shazier. Right. Yeah, Ryan Shazier and and uh, Jones. So, and I'll get into this point more later too, but I just think the drafting and the way sure. we handle free agency from a GM standpoint, we'll get to that here in a minute. But number two, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought this was big. Um, uh, we made the playoffs. We had a home field game, but there at the end of that 
Bengals game when Le'Veon Bell went out with an injury. Yes. Oh God. Yes. That that was a huge deal. Uh, I think we would have at least advanced to the next round, and would have had a chance for a run if we had him. But he's a, such a huge part of our offense. That, yes, he that is. injury just that injury took us out, and and the Ravens came in and they whooped us. I mean, there's no question about it. But I think right. with with Bell in that game, I think we would have uh, had a chance to win that one. Right. We definitely would have. And then point number three, which I think is big, <clears throat> and if there's any area of pessimism with me and the team right now, it's this. It's, to me, poor drafting and, and uh, poor use of free agency on defense. Yes. Totally so when I, totally looked, when I looked at last year's uh, schedule again, I thought we should have been 13-3, and three, um, should have been our worst outcome, if not 14-2, and two, because mm-hmm. of the teams that we played, the schedule we had. I mean, we shouldn't be losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We shouldn't be losing to the right. New York Jets. Exactly. And, and I think that if we had been building through the draft in a little bit, through free agency, the defense more intentionally, then I don't think they would have fallen off as far as they did. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what, to your point about losing to – we lost some head scratches last year. We we, we really did. Um, yeah. We go from beating the Panthers on the road to losing to Tampa Bay the next week at home. We go from beating the Colts and the Ravens – I mean, beating them down beating them down at Heinz Field to losing to the Jets on the road. Inex-freaking-excusable. Inexcusable. I mean, I was – the Tampa Bay game was bad enough, but when we lost to the Jets, man, my wife jumped in the seat because she never heard me scream that loud before. I'm like, are you serious? Really? <laughs> really? I mean, it's just, oh. I'm still yeah, it was, about it. It was I mean, horrible. Gosh. It was a horrible – Grown man wanting to break stuff left and right when I saw that. Oh, oh my God! I mean, so, I mean, because, I mean, because at first I was like, I was, you know, it's just me trying to rationalize it, right? I was like, maybe it's just a case of us playing out to our competition, not executing, blah blah blah. But as you could tell by the Saints game later on in the year. Our defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. I mean, we couldn't stop Tampa Bay when it was like when it mattered in the end. We let the Jets get out to that big beat on us, and you know the Saints, Drew Brees has had his way with us. I mean, it was just it was just laughable. It was to the point where you and I and your brother Jeremy could light up the defense for thirty points. That's how bad our defense was last year. Exactly. I mean, just being honest about it, it was just it was just it's just horrendous. I mean, so you touched on this. I was going to ask. I was going to add, 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 add to ask you a question about our defense when you were talking about poor draft and everything about how our defense fell off so quick. So was it so basically, you know, bad drafting, bad use for agency? It's just that we just didn't. I don't know. I can't put my finger on. Maybe you could help me because I'm just. Yeah, I, I was just, so, I'm just at a loss right now. So from my perspective. I think the Steelers, in a lot of ways, draft really well on offense. But I think they yeah. overdraft on offense. And I'll give you I'll give you my perfect example. 
at least in my mind, is why in the world would you pick Dry Archer in the third round? Yes. Okay. Oh God. They, if they if yeah. they really liked him, and and I'm sure they could have had him. They could have had him in the fifth or sixth round. Right. So from my, from my perspective, from my perspective, you need to pick either a DB or a safety in the third round last year, and you just mm-hmm. fill fill those draft slots with players that you can build. I mean, very rarely yeah. do you have a first or a third round defensive back that's going to start or contribute much, but by this year, maybe maybe they're going to be ready to contribute to the team. And then another point I would make, I like I like speed and you know, time will tell, but I wonder if we're taking too many guys that are small and fast that are injury prone and can't stay on the field. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And we're gonna see we're gonna see if Ryan Shazier and some of our picks pan out, but I mean we could have had C J Mosley. Look how he's playing. Right. So no, don't, don't I just me. <laughs> I definitely am a little bit I'm a little bit leery of some of the defensive draft picks and just some of the decisions in the rounds that we make them. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, because, yeah, especially last year's draft, we drafted way – it was two offensive habits, of, like, considering that we needed help defensively. It was almost as if we're drafting a year too late to try to make up some for lost time for not paying attention to our defense the, the, the way we should have been. One last quick uh, question about last year's draft. We'll get to this year's draft. Um, how do you like Shamarco Thomas? Uh, it's a wait and see with him for me because he hasn't been. He wasn't healthy last year. Right. But I like I like his style of play. I like having a guy from the safety position that can annihilate guys. Right. So I hope that I hope he can step in now that Troy's gone and that he can hit people and he can stay healthy. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. He's promising. He's very promising. I mean, I mean, the brother could hit. He's quick, and he has good instincts. So I'm just hoping and praying that he stays healthy. But the other safety man, and we got through free agency, I know the jury's still out on him, but I'm not feeling Mike Mitchell. I mean, there's something about him. I mean, I, it's almost as if he was a flash of the pan for the Panthers the previous year. And never, mind you, he never started. A, he was never a consistent starter before the year we played with the Panthers, and he got that huge contract from us. And I, I, last year was not too promising to me at all. Maybe, maybe because the other pieces on defense were around was slow and old, but still, I expect a little bit more from Mike Mitchell than he like 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 for what his contract is worth, the twenty five million dollar contract he signed last year. Uh, I agree with that. And again, my question is: Was he healthy last year? There, mm-hmm. there are rum- there are rumblings that he wasn't healthy. So, if yes. he's healthy this yes. year, then he needs to show up and take care of business. Yes, he does. Because Steel Nation has it's all of our eyes on 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 Mitchell. Because he's he he's going to be the man back in the secondary this year. He's going to be the man. So, uh, you yeah. know, he has to step up. So. Absolutely. Here's fast forward to this, to this year's draft. I, I like the fact that we were defensive heavy. I like the fact that we got only. I'm looking at our draft picks. Only two of our what? I think we had eight draft picks. We're on the offensive side of the ball, so I'm happy about that. 
Um, so basically, what do you think of Bud Dupree, our first rounder? Uh, I'm super optimistic about him. I would say at this point I'd give that a B-plus or higher on the draft grade. Uh, the Steelers have always been a linebacker-heavy team, and yes, I yes, think they continue, to, they continue to need to be a linebacker-heavy team. Uh, I don't know how much he'll contribute in the first year, but I hope he gets it quick so that he can. Right. So we need a pass rush, man. We need a pass rush because uh, Jarvis Jones hasn't given us much. And I got my eye on his ass, too. I mean, he, he hasn't really – I mean, for his first-round draft status, hasn't panned out much. Not yet, anyway. Yep. We got three We got three young linebackers <laughs> that were drafted in the first round. They need to step up this year. Yes, they, yes, they do because they've got their eyes on them. Uh, what I did like, and I think he's injured, though, I like – Sinquez Golson, our old Miss. I mean, he he played like a man in the SEC last season, and I actually, and, you know, I like Doran Grant from Ohio State. You know, drafting winners, uh, I like that. It fosters a winning attitude, uh, at least on that side of the ball. But I think my favorite pick, because it was so undervalued, was Gerard Holliman from Louisville. Like, he is the uh, – he led – he actually tied a record for interceptions last year in Louisville. But the knock on him was that he can't tackle. So, I think that the fact that we got him in the seventh round was a huge deal for us. And I think hopefully that will light a fire under his backside to actually step up and, you know, maybe play with a chip on his shoulders, like on the shoulder, and bring that ball – his ball hawking skills to – much needed ball hawking skills to a much maligned secondary. Absolutely, and I hope I hope he ends up being the steal of the draft. And I see him being on our team. He's got to make the team. Uh, as right. far as our second pick, pick Golson, I am a little bit bummed out because he's a smaller guy and he's already hurt. Right. But we needed we needed defensive backs, so I'm glad we picked Golson and Grant. Um, I'll say this at the number three spot. I would have loved to see them pick another either cornerback or safety. That's how yeah. that's how much I want I wanted the team to rebuild the secondary and just get as many bodies in there competing. Um I think we've done a good job getting receivers in the draft, but I don't know if coats really made a lot of sense, at least with our yeah. needs. Right. He's good. Coates is good. He he had he's having a good camp so far and uh, you know, which is great, all well and good, but we didn't need another offensive weapon, to your point. We need defensive bodies, talented defensive bodies, in the worst way, especially in the secondary. And, again, I'm happy that six out of our eight draft picks would focus on the defensive side of the ball still. I think even that wasn't enough because of how bad our defense played last year. I mean, we, we just need all the help we could get right now, especially sure. when it comes to – Playmaking and just getting turnovers and stuff like that, and sacks. You know what I mean? We hadn't had that last Absolutely. season. Absolutely, and I, I think the trade Ken from the Eagles was a good trade. I think Love he's going to be a good player, but is he going to be more than a year rental? I mean, we'll have to see. Right, right. That's a good point. Because is this his last year on his contract? It is. Ah, oh, shoot. Okay, okay. I got you. Um. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. He's looking good so far. He's looking very good so far in camp. And 
They actually had had uh, had a good game against the Vikings, albeit a preseason game, but still he looked pretty uh, pretty daggone good. So um, yeah, I, I really love that trade. I just hope that to your point, it's not a rental because we really need a guy of his like caliber at least playing a slot uh, corner. Um, so one more question about our defense, brother. How 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 much did it hurt you to see Dick LeBeau go? To see him forced out because they no mistake do was forced out. I mean, he he could quote unquote retire and resurface with the Titans, but he was forced out, which was sad. But do you think it was a much needed change in direction, or maybe a, bring a fresh face in and 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 Keith Butler, who was his apprentice for the past few seasons? What's, what's your take on LeBeau's departure? Well, first of all, much love and respect. Coach LeBeau. I mean, he's a, he's one of my all-time favorite Steelers coaches, and I I couldn't respect that guy anymore. But I guess mm-hmm. the way I look at the way I look at it is eventually he was going to go, and yeah. so it, it might have been the right time. I guess is what I would say. Um, I don't really know all the ins and outs of how he was forced out. I actually thought he was going to end up in Arizona, which yeah, was in true. That was intriguing to me, but I would say the transition had to take place at some point, and so now is when it's taking place. And I'm I'm hoping Butler, I'm hoping Butler and Tomlin together can simplify the defense a little bit. Make sure we get a pass rush. We have to have a pass rush in order for the secondary to be um, legit. I think this year, yes, if they can yes, if they can simplify the defense and get a pass rush, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, that's all you need. We desperately we've been lacking a pass rush for the last few seasons, man. It's just a, I mean, we grew up with Blitzburg. Let's be let, let, let's yeah. be clear on this. You and I, your brother, and other Steelers fans out there of a certain age, we grew up on Blitzburg in the '90s, the early 2000s, like our first uh, well, like, like like our sixth Super Bowl run, where we were number one across the board on defense. I mean that's that's historic stuff. That's historical stuff right there. I mean, granted the offense was still talented even those years, but we're all about defense. And if we had a more to come of a defense last year with the offense that we had and still have, shoot, we 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 were making serious noise if we were at least middle of the pack on defense. I mean, you got Ben right. Roethlisberger throwing for almost five thousand yards. You know, Le'Veon Bell rushing for over 1,300 yards, being an all-purpose back, you know, catching the ball at the backfield as well. And of course, Antonio Brown is a super stud himself, having 129 receptions, 1,698 yards, bruh, and 13 yep. touchdowns. You can't tell me there's another offense out there that can touch that. I mean, seriously. Right. So we even had a defense that was mediocre, at least. Not mediocre, but, but average. We would have done some damage to the playoffs. I'm sorry. I, I believe that in my heart, man. I really do. Yep, I still feel the pain, man, of watching that. So last year I had two <laughs> fantasy football teams. Yeah. And I had uh, Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell on one. And with that team I won the championship. And then on the yeah. other team I had, I had uh, Antonio Brown and I made it to the championship game and lost. So... Oh. Yeah, the Steelers. The Steelers' offense was amazing last year. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to still be amazing this year because you think about it. All those guys are back. 
You know what I mean? You know, Le'Veon Bell is healthy, even though he got stupidly busted for weed. He missed the first two games. But nevertheless, we got we just signed um, uh, um, D'Angelo Williams from, from Carolina, who's going to be our number two. That's going to be the help of number two to have, by the way, as long as he stays healthy. And, yeah. um, you know, to your point, we didn't need another receiver in the draft for having the Sammy Coates ability along with Martavis Bryant. How about Martavis Bryant, man? How how about that? How big of a study he has been last year as a rookie? Oh, so another year he's, his a, he's oh, amazing. My God. Yes, he's amazing, God. and I think he's just going to get better. Yeah, he's he's feeling like he's put on uh, like ten pounds of muscle, so he could like win the line of scrimmage instead of being jammed. So he could like he's actually looked good at camp. He had a sick one-handed catch in practice the other day too. I'm not, I might add, but at any rate, Heath, Heath, like Heath Miller, the ageless Heath Miller, tight end, Marcus Wheaton for another year, who had a good year last year, by the way. So absolutely, our offense is stacked, dude. Our offense is so freaking stacked. I'm salivating. I can't wait to see it. I just need for that defense to come around. That's all. It's not too much to ask. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 yeah. So it is what it is. So this side of the ball. Um, let's talk about next this this, this coming season, brother. Um, in your mind's eye, how do you see the Steelers finishing this season? All right. So anytime it's the beginning of the season for the Steelers, I revert back to being a little kid, and <laughs> I've got it. I've got to be off. So my first words are, let's go get number seven. Uh, my next yep. thought is we have a tough, <laughs> we have a tough, tough schedule. Yes, we do. But when I look at it and I think about it, you know <laughs> what? I like the challenge. I like the challenge because for Steeler fans, we expect Super Bowls. We don't want, you know, we don't want a winning season. We don't want just to make the playoffs. We want to win Super Bowls. And right. when you have a tough, when right. you have a tough schedule that prepares you to get ready, hopefully, to win a Super Bowl. So I'm ready for mm-hmm. the challenge of the tough schedule. Hopefully it will prepare us if we can stay healthy for a playoff run. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, we already talked about this, but I'm tired of the Steelers playing down to weaker opponents. So mm-hmm. if if we go out there and uh, kick tail against some of these better teams and lose to the Raiders, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> Me too. Me too. That's just inexcusable. Why did the Raiders have our number? That's just inexcusable. Had no business, <laughs> no damn business with the Raiders like that. I mean, we the last. I mean, granted, the Raiders are coming to our house this year, but even still, the the, the, the like the last two times we went out to Oakland, they spanked us twice. Yeah. I I can't believe that. And you know, ah, dude, dude, don't, that's just a bad memory. So we we won't focus on the negative memories, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'll tell you what, brother. I'm looking at this schedule, man, and you could chime in on what record you, you think we'll finish at. Look, you know, the first game of the season, assuming that the suspension is upheld like in the court of law, Tom Brady's suspension, that is, I think we could get that first game against the Patriots if we don't have Tom Brady. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, we, yeah, we I better know. start 2-0. and Yeah. Oh, yes, dude. Most definitely. I if we had no business to lose to a, uh, who I think is going to be a bad San Francisco 49ers team this year. Bad 49ers team this year. 
And we should beat the Rams on the road, even though you can't sleep on the Rams anymore. They got the hell of five defense. But we're getting back uh, Le'Veon Bell, so that should be a win. We got the Ravens at home. We're, we're destined to split with the Ravens most seasons anyway, right? Yep. So might as well yep. get that one. I don't like the – like, we're playing at the Chargers. That's going to be tricky. That's a that's a Monday night game. And, you know, I, I – I, it's just tricky because it's Phillip Rivers. But they shouldn't – I don't think the Chargers would be all that great next year. We should beat the Cardinals at home. We should beat the Chiefs. Even that Harrowhead is a tough place to play. I think we, could, I think we should take the Chiefs. We have the Bengals number. We practically own Cincinnati. So I'm not worried about Cincinnati this year. We should beat the Raiders at home. We, ha- we should beat the Browns. I think we'll lose to the Seahawks at the Seahawks. That's a tough place to play, you know, that 12th man. Um, and, hey, don't st- the beach of the boom is, 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 is legit, man. <laughs> Even with a hell of a offense. That leads of the boom is a trip, man. I, I, I don't know about that. We got the Colts at home. I think we should beat the Colts at home. Uh, I think we should. I think the Broncos will give us a tough game, just because it's Peyton Manning. And I think, with, like I said, we're split against the Ravens, and we should beat the Browns on the road. I think best case scenario, brother, I thirteen and three. Worst case scenario, eleven and five. Your thoughts? Nice, thoughts? nice. Well, you're you're more optimistic than me. I was thinking best case scenario, eleven and five or ten and gotcha. six. But okay. I mean, I like I said, I, I want to win the Super Bowl. So, but yeah, I'll say I'll say best case scenario, eleven and five, and then if we just if the defense doesn't get it going, man, it could be it could be seven and nine. But I'm not I'm not going to yeah. sit and dwell on seven and nine. Let's uh, let's right. make the playoffs. Let's make the playoffs and let's make a run. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know what? To be honest with you, um, when I start my my journal, like like NFL preview, the next couple of weeks, I think I'm thinking realistically around eleven and five. As, you know, I was, I was probably over over, over opti- optimistic with the worst case scenario. I think worst case scenario ten and six or not seven. To be honest with you, um, but I'm thinking eleven and five for our boys this year, man. I think that. Again, our, all our defense has to do it has to, it doesn't have to be top five. It doesn't have to be top ten. Just be average. If they, if our defense is average, and our offense is still off the charts, we'll be wrecking shop next year, this season. I think we will. It's just as long as the defense is not bad. <laughs> That's yeah. all I ask. <laughs> as long as the defense is not bad. But I got one I more agree. question for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have one more question, brother. Okay. What about those those daggone um, throwback jerseys? Why not go back to the original throwback jerseys instead of those Bumblebee jerseys? Look, I mean, watching that, that team on TV, man, those Bumblebee jerseys, I, I get dizzy every time I watch that. Up and down the field, I just get dizzy. I'm like, it looks like something out of the three stitches, man. <laughs> I mean, what's up with that? Those Those jerseys are the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> they are, so man. the only the only thing I can think of is they put them on because they're like everyone's going to talk about them because they're so dang ugly. Yeah, yeah, and they are. <laughs> That's a talk I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. If they if they win when they're wearing them, I don't care. But yeah, they could they right. could do a lot better. How about 
How about just all black? You know what? That's awesome. That's awesome. I I, I would like that. And like 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 do what the Ravens do, right? At least that's one thing that, uh, that they get right. Have all black unis. Have like you know invert the uh, yellow pants to 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 black pants, yellow stripes, right? And keep the black jersey, but have an all black helmet. I would so love yeah. that. I That'd would be so sweet. love that. You know, and actually, you know what? Bump it. Instead of the white letters, I mean, I'm sorry, the white numbers, why don't you go like University of Oregon style since Nike's designed the uniforms anyway, why don't you have the outline numbers? Like have a superimposed gray numbers on the jerseys with, with like bright yellow or bright white outline around the numbers and just, and just trick it out that way. I mean, why not? I mean, hell, let uh, let me be the uh, designer for the Pittsburgh Steelers third jersey. I make a fly. That's man. right. That's right. They need to <laughs> hire you as a fashion advisor. <laughs> you know that's right. Because whoever they hire doesn't jersey. know what they're doing. Dude, gosh, those, I mean, I would take the original throwback jersey, like you know that combination with the yellow helmets. Oh yeah, that we wore like a few seasons ago. I would take those. A million freaking times to have these bumblebee ghosts that we have right now. It's just <laughs> atrocious, man. Just I agree. Anyway. When, when people when people make fun of Steeler fans because of those striped jerseys, I'm like, keep coming with it because they're stupid. <laughs> it's like you got me. It's like I tell folks, you got me. I have no comeback against that. You got me. That's right. <laughs> so, it's all good there. Hey, man. We should have done this a long time ago. Thanks a lot for coming on to the podcast, talking to me. I can talk to you all night. You know that. But 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 uh, since we both have lives, I'd like to uh, <laughs> turn you back over to your family and tell Teresa I said hello, will you? Will do, man. Much love to your family and peace. All right. Take care now. All right. Thanks. All right. That's my man, Jason Haas, talking Steelers. Should have done this last year, man. I mean... That was a lot, 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 lot of fun, lots of fun. Um, but, again, like I said, we have such a potent offense. Big, big Roethlisberger throwing from the 5,000 yards. Again, Le'Veon Bell rushing for over 1,300 yards. And, of course, the stud himself, Antonio Brown, almost 1,700 yards receiving, 129 receptions. All we have to do, defense, if you're listening, just be average. You don't have to be top five, top ten. Just be damn average. We'll win over 11 games this year. I guarantee it, and I'm just feeling it. I feel that way. But anyway, still, I, I could bloviate about the Steelers all night. Thank you all for tuning in to the podcast. This is Scott Burks with Crying Hour signing off. 06 night. <laughs>